House of Mystery presents Inside Writing, the radio show where authors discuss their writing process in all genres. Okay, and we're back. Joining us, Robert Fraze. Um, now, thank you for taking some time to uh, talk with us today. No, no problem. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Um, now, I, oh, I'm going to start out because people know know me uh, that listen. Um, I heard you on Coast to Coast, and uh, I, I I didn't uh, appreciate the job that was done by George Nury. Um, I, I kind of wished he uh, had done the job a little bit nicer, and or not that he has to be nice, but just a little bit more uh, um, real. I, he he plays into the uh, negativity a little bit too much for me. So uh, right. I wanted to give you the opportunity to come on our show, I mean, um, and just uh, kind of go through um, kind of go through the church and yourself and, and everything, um, because you're just a, uh, not just a, but you're a normal human being that uh, lives in the U.S. and um, a good person. And I think that we got to, um, you know, just kind of let people know what the whole deal is. So um, let's start out with... The traditional Church of Satan. Okay. And the oh, traditional. Yeah, I was just going to say where it started and kind of what, uh, uh, what kind of the let's say the policies or the standards are. All right. Well, basically, um, I started the traditional Church of Satan because um, lately I've been seeing a lot of satanic groups basically um, acting too fundamental. They've been having um, way too many rules and dictations. And I do not believe that Satanism is about that. I believe that Satanism is a philosophy and a religion based on individual freedom and expression. Um, so basically what I want to do was take Satanism back to its roots and um, really emphasize the individual uh, individualism within it. Okay. So and so what is that? Like so what um so what is Satanism what does it entail? Like so what is what is the word Satan. So we're not following a uh, a devil per se, as, as the Christian kind of culture would think. Correct. Um, the word Satan itself is defined as adversary. Now, I I am a theistic Satanist. I recognize an adversarial deity, and her name is Tiamat, which is the Babylonian goddess creator. Now, other Satanists may not view Satan as an actual external force. Um, they view it as a symbol of rebellion against um, tyrannical systems and society. Now, you started this. You were the creator of the traditional church, right? Yes, the traditional church of Satan. Yeah. And so um, what made you um, start it and not join one of the other um, churches? Well, I, well, I started this church last year on June 6th. Um, the reason why I did not affiliate with the Church of Satan, because they no longer, um, in my opinion, they no longer go by the philosophy of LeVay, and um, they've changed the whole structure around. Not only that, but they charge people $200 for a red card that basically you cannot even use to go to meetings or anything. They no longer really have meetings or, you know, group interactions. So, you know, it's more like a fan club. So I really didn't want to become a part of that. I wanted to um, bring Satanism back towards a religious, um, more relig religious structure. 
because there's so many groups out there, which is fine, that are, um, you know, politically active and uh, basically just exist as, act- as activists. I do belong to a couple of them, but I do not see many groups out there that are um, religious, per se. Right. Right. So, so now how does a traditional Church of Satan um, member live their life? They do what is that? I couldn't hear you. Well, I was just saying, how does a a traditional Church of Satan member live his day-to-day life or her day-to-day life? Um, See, this would depend. Um, Satanism is, you know, like I said, individual philosophy and based on freedom. So it would really depend on that individual's, um, you know, way of life. Myself, I can always speak for myself because, you know, like I said, it's an individual religion. Um, Basically, I wake up every day. I take care of my son. Um, You know, typical things like that. I mean, I'm a very basic, regular guy. I don't really go out there and, you know, stalk people and look for animals to sacrifice or anything like that. I just, you know, live like a typical person. Right. So it's not really it's not really a, a, a change. As in, uh, uh, how often do you go to meetings, or how often do you guys get together? Well, our church, the main office which I run, uh, we meet a few times a month, and um, there's various chapter houses throughout the United States, Canada, and England, which um, they hold their own meetings. But um, you know, we try to keep things monthly or at least bi-monthly. And what goes on in the meetings? Um, basically, the members will interact. We'll have a meal, um, you know, a drink or two together. Um, we'll celebrate life. We'll talk about, you know, our goals and our achievements and how we can reach these um, goals. So, so it's really kind of um, more of um, a support system, really. Yeah, that's what this this church exists as a support system. We're not dictating to people any set. You know, doctrine. We don't have like um, everyone has their own individual belief system. We're not going to be saying, "Hey, you can't follow this, you can't do that, you can't develop your own system." We encourage everybody within the church to develop their own system and path. And and so you're not you're not like uh, you do, you don't uh, exclude any type of people or any type of um, for any reason uh, due to their uh, race or sex or anything like that. No, the only type of people we don't allow within the church are sex offenders. Right. You know, sex offenders, um, rapists, or like uh, wife beaters, things like that. We don't allow them because we believe that they're, um, those actions are very counterproductive of what we're about. Yeah, and that's a good thing. Um, so I have to say, so um, when, you, when you started this, you know, you've uh, written a book. Um, right. And... So what can people expect to get when they read the book? Uh, the, the Black Book of the Abyss? Yes. Or the Satanic Bible? Um, well, the Black Book of the Well, I can talk about both of them. Yeah. Um, the Black Book of the Abyss I wrote um, during the time my father was dying of cancer. Um, I needed to do something to kind of take my mind away from all that because it was very, very rough time in my life. Um, so I wrote that, and um, basically I see it as, an, um, as a starter point for Satanists, um, a book that people can read, you know, the basics, you know, how to do rituals and that kind of basic thing. The, um, Satan's Bible is more so, as a traditional sense of the Bible, it has mythology, 
It has its rituals, um, you know, songs. It has, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then it has some written notes near the end of it. So I think uh, people get a lot out of both those books. And so, and, and just to make it clear now, so you're not, this is not a church about promoting Lucifer or the devil or the Christian's um, idea of Satan per se. No, uh, many of us are not Luciferians, um, although there are a couple of Luciferians in the church, which by definition would fit under um, adversarial, you know, theistic Satanism. Um, but we don't really have many of them. There are no devil worshippers, though, in our church. Um, you know, the Luciferian concept, you can kind of bring back a little prior to Christianity. But um, for the most part, no, we don't really recognize um, devil worship or any reverse Christianity. Yeah. And so now, uh, one thing I noticed um, and listening to you before is that you sort of believe in the afterlife or ghosts or spirits in that sort of yes. way, whereas the Church of Satan, the other um, with Peter Gilmore, they they believe in nothing like that. There is just no such thing to them as uh, ghosts, spirits, afterlife, uh, any of that stuff. You live, you die, it's over. Uh, yeah. So so tell me about that. So what what made you start to believe in that? Like, where, where did it come from for you? Personal experiences, I've had them all throughout my life. Um, as early as I can remember, I've seen what people would call our spirits. And um, this has been something that's been with me my whole life. And, you know, it's something I think is um, it is very important for people to research. And, um, you know, it's okay to be skeptical about it. But, um, you know, it's one of those things. That, as you said, the Church of Satan does not recognize that stuff. Um, LeVay, when he first started, he was a deist, so he recognized an actual external force. Uh, Peter Gilmore and those people basically changed the structure of that church around uh, to make it into an atheistic kind of religion, which in my opinion is an oxymoron. But, you know, it's what they would want to do so they can do it. Um, I don't know, basically, you know, I just think the paranormal existence is something that people should um, really look on, look into. So and so, what was your first experience? So, how old were you? Um, the first one I can recall was um, I was probably um, well, the night I was born. Actually, um, there were UFOs above the hospital. Uh, my mother was telling me about that. And um, then the first experience that I can recall, I was playing in a friend's basement, and um, my parents helped me clean out the house. I was probably about. I don't know, maybe four, four or five or something like that. And I had an urge to look up at the window in the basement and I saw what, you know, would basically look like a cross between um, that vampire Nosferatu and a great alien. Now, ever since then, I've been having experiences with shadow people and that sort of thing. So, I mean, it's not just me either. There's other people in my family who have seen them with me. So it's not just like it's an illusion from my own mind or some kind of um, hallucination. What do you think that is? Like, what, what's your opinion on on why um, not only you but other people see like what the, the shadow people? And for instance, that's that's a popular phenomenon. What do you think that is? What's that about? Um, you know, I am still researching the shadow people myself, and um, I believe now that they're interdimensional beings. I don't know exactly why they choose specific people to reveal themselves to or why some people can see them and others cannot. Um, I really don't know if they're supposed to be good or evil because 
there's been many descriptions by different people. Some people say they've done good things to them. Some people say they've done bad things to them. But I really don't know yet. This is something I'm still researching, which is um, what kind of got me into, cult, into the occult in the first place. Because um, after I started seeing these things and experiencing paranormal activity in my homes, I began to read about it because um, I wanted to find out what was going on. So that's kind of like what got me into it. Cause I, you know, some subjects to subjects, and eventually I got into demonology and then um, into occult practice from there. How does it make you feel? But like you know, when you when you see a shadow, people are you are you in fear of it, or does it um, scare you, or do you feel kind of comfortable with it? When I was a little kid, they used to scare me um, really bad. I wasn't able to move or talk or anything. Um, it was very frightening. It was like an experience of like um, you were nothing. You couldn't do nothing to defend yourself, and you just know that this being is uh, far more superior in some uh, manner. I really can't explain it much more than that. But now that I'm an adult, I mean, I'm still cautious of them when I see them, but I don't get as scared when I, I, I used to. Um, I've tried reaching out and talking to them and things like that, but I haven't, I'm, I'm no longer afraid of them. I used to be really afraid. Yeah. And so have you, have you connected with any sort of uh, mediums or uh, people that do psychic uh, things and, and try to communicate with Spirits? Um, I haven't really done much of the psychic stuff. I've done, um, I've communicated through dreams and meditation. Um, it's more telepathical. They don't talk like you and I. Okay. And so where do you think they're coming from? I, to be honest with you, I do not know yet. But I believe it's from another dimension and it comes through portals. Hmm. And you, it, so now... You mentioned UFOs, so now you're you're in belief of 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 aliens, for instance, or people from other. Oh, definitely. Yeah, and uh, what's your connection there? Like, how do you, how do you feel? I guess what I'm trying to say is, um, l let's talk about your belief in in sort of the the UFO and alien. Mm -hmm. uh, like what I believe they are, yeah, or what, what they're what, here for. Yeah, kind of what you you know from all of you, just living your life and experiencing and researching yourself and trying to. Uh, get to some answers. What have you discovered so far? Yeah, well, basically, when I was a little kid, I started seeing um, UFOs and all that kind of different thing. And through my research, I've, you know, in my first experiences, I believe that there's different alien races, and uh, you know, each race has its own agenda. But you know, just like the human race, there's good ones and there's bad ones. Um, you know, and again, good and bad is subjective, so it's really going to depend on how you yourself view it. And um, basically, these aliens, um, they come here, and some of them want to help humanity, and some of them want to, you know, use us as test subjects and things like that. I mean, it's really my conclusion that they have their own motives, just like human beings have their motives. When you invade other countries, you do different things. Sometimes you go to countries to help people. But ultimately, it's about resources. And um, I believe now that these aliens, they come here for resources. They recycle um, energy matter. And, and do you think, so do you think that they're sort of um, just watching us, or do you think there's um, a future for us with them? Um, but they're already, in my opinion, they're already involved in our day-to-day -day activities. Um, I think eventually, pretty soon, maybe within 20 years, they're going to reveal themselves to the general public. Uh, but other than that, I think, yeah, they definitely have um, influenced human beings over throughout history. 
So, so all the things going on in the world, do you think, like, you know, with ISIS now, and there's, there's always seems to be some war or center of attention, some, something going on. Is that sort of they've just let it happen, or do you think they've actually influenced it to happen? Um, I think some of them have influenced it, and um, the other ones let it happen to see how it's going to play out. Because if you think about it, all these religions, they all started with believing that um, the gods came from the sky. So automatically, I mean, by definition, those gods are aliens. They're not from this earth. So I think ever since the beginning of man, you know, we've been talking about stories about the gods coming from the sky. I think they've just been doing it, continuing it, and influencing human beings. These gods, in my opinion, are just alien beings, higher life forms. So, uh, so there, it's really kind of um, they've let it expand through hum- humanity. You know, the different types of religions, the different. Right, and they do it to separate people, too. That's why they're separate religions. They do it so the people are not going to be one unit. They've created, like, uh, different colors of skin and all that different things just to cause separation amongst the races. And, um, it is, you know, it's working right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it always has. I think that uh, mm-hmm. we see it more now. It's easier to you know, see it with our communications and stuff. Right. Uh, but, it, but it's crazy. Um um, because we we constantly kill each other over it. Yeah, yeah. And ultimately, it's about. I mean, ultimately, God is the same thing. Anyways, it's an energy force, the creator. That's really all it is. But these aliens have manipulated it so much that they've given it names and um, you know attributes and things like that, just to give to different people in different sections of the world, so that way we'll constantly be at war with each other. And um, it's just a manipulation thing. That's all it really is. Yeah. And so th- then they don't really care in a sense, in a way, if if we're killing each other or doing things sort of. Um, so how do how, hmm. so? Where do you think their ultimate goal is for us? Do you have any opinions on that? Um, the reptilian goal? Yeah. Or all right, well, the reptilians. Um, as I said, there's different factions before, and um, I think some of their goal is to um, enlighten human beings and to make them aware of what is really going on. Um, the reptilians, I believe, represent the Sumerian um, deities, and so I believe that those are the actual true, um, you know, the true gods. And I try to keep it as simple as that, and I try to, you know, basically just focus on that, not anything afterwards, because that's where the corruption came upon. Yeah, that's <laughs> and that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, so what do you do with your um, day-to-day life? How does this affect the way you uh, live your life? Um, it doesn't affect me too much. I'm just more um, aware than you know many other people of what's going on and how the world is programmed and how you know other beings have programmed it to um, be this way. So I use that to my advantage, and I can kind of play along with it to manipulate the world around me into what I want it to be. Do you feel like it, it alienates you some? Yeah. I mean, if I've looked up my um, my family tree, and evidently it goes back to the Sumerian creators, so I'm basically related to what they consider to be aliens. And so, and so, how does that like? How are you fitting in with, let's say, your community um, neighbors and people like that? How do I get along with people? Yeah, like how does um, it, is it, does it create a distance or some of them, or is it kind of good or? 
Uh, it depends. I mean, you know, you know how people are. Some yeah. people are going to look at you and think you're either crazy or whatever. And, um, you know, people that think that way, I don't really, um, care too much of what they have to say because that's just their opinion, not mine. Um, there's other people who appreciate things that I do, uh, who are not Satanists. And it's, um, it's one of those situations. Even if I wasn't a Satanist, there would be people who would judge me on some kind of other aspect of my personality or something like that. But it's just one of those things you never know. So, like, you know, I, I see it as like a 50-50 kind of split. Yeah. One of those kind of things. Right. And uh, it just you just have to always be cautious, but I guess it's getting to the world where you have to be anyway. Right. So, now, who... Do, I was just going to say now, so who... Um, who, do, who Who can join the church or become a member? Um, anybody can, except for sex offenders. Right. So how would they? I don't allow them to church. Oh yeah, no. I mean, it's like why? Why would you want them? How uh, they do it? You mean yeah. you can easily go onto the website and just uh, sign up. It's free. Okay. And so when they join, what happens? Is there some regulations? Is there some sort of things that they have to do? Do they have to attend meetings? No, it's just very basic. Uh, you know, I don't believe people have to go through all that kind of stuff because that's like dictation towards others and telling people what to do. And I believe that's very unsatanic and against the religion. So I just sign you know, let people, whoever, to sign up. And then if they identify themselves with Satanist or whatever, they can sign up and, you know, be a member if they choose to. Yeah, yeah. And um, what, what, I guess, you know, I think that we have to clear is like that uh, there, there, there is no... Um, Worship, as in uh, sacrificing of humans or animals or anything like that, involved in the church at all, is there? No, we don't do anything like that. And and you're not supporting any of that either. We at Wondery, creators of Doctor Death, Scamfluencers, and Over My Dead Body, go deeper into complex true crime stories to give you an inside look at the facts. And now we're launching the ultimate true crime fan destination, Exhibit C. It's truly criminal. Wondery's Exhibit C gives you the detective's lens of all of the evidence, taking you step-by-step step through the twists and turns of each true crime case. Join the Exhibit C online community to access exclusive show merchandise, member-only content, and to hear directly from top criminal and social justice experts, witnesses, and investigators as they take us beyond the evidence and into the case file. Join now by following Wondery Exhibit C on Facebook or find us on the web at WonderyExhibitC.com and listen to true crime podcasts on Wondery and Amazon Music. Exhibit C, it's truly criminal. No, we don't. I mean, there's other groups and stuff that say that they do that, but those are market worshippers. And um, the Margaret worshippers are the ones that, you know, created the three religions that, you know, ruled the world and all that stuff. And they've been sacrificing people since the dawn of time. Yeah. Do you think they'll, uh, that'll ever end if uh, the aliens uh, expose themselves in 20 years or so? Do you think this whole the whole religion thing will end then? Um, I don't think it's going to totally end. I think it's going to actually heighten at that point because then that's when the gods reveal themselves to the people. And then it's going to become uh, more difficult from there. So what do you think happens to us after we die? Um, this is something I've you know, come up with. I believe we're made out of energy. 
and our soul is energy. So it goes, it goes back into the universe. I mean, it can go back into other things because everything is made out of the same energy. We're all connected into one thing. So when we die, I mean, you know, I think sometimes our energy and our consciousness can just separate the body without recycling into, you know, the universe. And then other times it goes back into the universe and it gets recycled and puts in, uh, you know, we come back here as maybe something else, sort of like reincarnation. And do you think we come back as other humans or just other animals or plants? I mean, I mean, I'm not exactly sure yet, to be honest with you. I mean, I've just been, you know, looking into it, but from my experience and things I've looked at, I think this goes back into, like, anything, like trees, you know, the sun, water. It can go back into humans. And all the time, the, this energy is constantly being filtered. It's being filtered and recycled and put back into everything else. That's how everything stays going. Yeah, yeah, we're all one. The um, UFO experience, too. So what do you think... Do you believe in the abductions, like people that say they've been um, taken up in a ship and probed or what, whatever the case, researched in that? Do you sort of believe in that? I believe it's happened. I believe it's happened. Um, you know, sometimes, though, I do believe that some people think that's what happened to them, but it could be a repressed memory of um, some kind of uh, abuse within their household. Because I'm, I'm thinking about it. It's like, why do these aliens want to, you know, annually probe people constantly? There's no use for it. Yeah. So in my mind, it's kind of like an oppressed memory kind of thing where people may have been abused and they, um, you know, they have to make a scenario up. But yes, I do believe that um, there is alien abduction. I just don't know at what level it's at. Yeah. And now, where do you think they're from, the aliens? Um, um, you know, I think there's a few of them from, you know, different places in the galaxy. Then there's other ones who come from different dimensions who use portals to get through. I mean, right now, people are starting to look at the sun as a big portal. And I've always kind of had that theory, but now there's more and more evidence, I guess, videos and things of UFOs around the sun. So I'm kind of thinking that that's one of the major portals. I mean, it makes sense. It's a big, huge energy force. So, you know. Hmm. It's pretty interesting. So so what's your outlook now? What do you think's going uh, My outlook? Yeah. On the world. On, like, what? On the world. On um, the world? The world? Um, you know, I, like I said before, you know, we create a, our own reality, and um, the world is what we make it. The world around me right now is pretty good. I have a family who loves me. I got good friends. I, I got food to eat and everything else. So, you know, right now the world looks pretty good to me. I mean, the outside world and everybody else, you know, that's up to them. They have the power to fix it if they want to, if they want to keep it going the way it is, and that's what they're going to do. I just try not to let that world influence me because I know what it really is and what it is is, you know, it's a big illusion. So I just, like I said, I create my own reality. Hmm. So you, now, speaking of influences, what are your influences? Like what, what, what do you like as in books or music or um, even TV or movies or any sort of, what, what kind of influences do you have that are positive? What am I into? Uh, positive, I mean, I don't know. I, I, all my life, like, the different influences I have. I mean, I grew up in rock and roll music. I'm a musician myself. Um, I listen to a lot of classical music, and I guess that kind of influence goes into my music. Um, when I was a little kid, I used to watch, like, horror movies with my dad and things like that. I think I watched maybe too many of them, but <laughs> I don't know. I mean, a lot of the influences around me, like family, it was very always very positive. Um, the family has always been supportive of me, and they've always, you know, been very, very loving. So I don't really, I never really had many um, negative influences 
really affect me because I wasn't really put into those kind of situations, luckily. Like, I didn't have parents who abused drugs or they were alcoholics or anything like that. So I had a pretty positive upbringing. Yeah, it's a good thing. Um, any other books? Like, so obviously, LeVay, like you, um, were influenced somewhat by him. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, every Satanist was influenced by LeVay in, in some type of way. I mean, that's basically the first book anyone would read when getting into Satanism. Um, his books kind of influenced me a little bit, you know, uh, the whole individual aspect of Satanism. Other than that, I really don't like LeVay as a person. Um, I don't think he'd be someone I would hang out with because of all the allegations from his family about abuse and things like that. That's just not someone I would, you know, want to be around. Um, other writers and stuff that influenced me are like H.P. Wellcraft uh, and the Marquis de Sade. And... Um, Basically, things like that. I mean, I'm just, you know, it's just very simple. Not, nothing crazy and complex with all these, uh, you know, these intellectual people who pretend that they have some kind of um, huge, you know, what is it, like um, academic learning and all that stuff. It's, it's just simple, basic. I'm not going to lie to people. Yeah, yeah. And so how was it when you decided to go in this direction? How was it for your parents or your family then? When I did what? When you decided to go into the uh, church of the traditional Church of Satan and start doing this. Oh, when I started doing Satanism. Um, yeah. Well, I was five years old when I came out to everybody and told them that I was a Satanist. At first, obviously, um, my family was concerned, and they, they thought, you know, hey, what what are you doing? You're hurting animals or whatever. Um, but after they got out of the initial shock of the whole thing, they they were supportive because I realized I wasn't really doing anything wrong. Um, but yeah, I mean, my ancestor, Anne Hutchinson, she fought for religious freedom in the United States. She was one of the first uh, people who did that. So, I mean, I think it's in my uh, my blood to just, you know, continue doing this kind of thing. And um, I guess I guess with the um, and with the afterlife and things like that. So do, do you think that you can communicate with someone that's passed on that you knew in life? I think I have. Okay. I think I have. Um, but it's been mostly through dreams, and it's hard to say what the dream is. You know, it, 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 it's a very uh, thin line between that kind of sort of thing. But, yes, I think I have communicated with spirits and things like that, um, talking. And, um, you know, like I said, on the other level with spirits, when I communicate, you know, on a you know, conscious level, it's um, more telepathical, more like, more so they, sh they talk through, like, um, weird thing like emotions and like visions rather than talking like you and I. Right. It's, 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 it's different. It's yeah. hard to explain. Yeah, they kind of create a, an emotion or something for you to pick up. Yes, because it's all energy-based, and that's what they are. And at that point, they can only communicate with you through a psychic um, basic energy wavelength. Yeah. Uh, it, it, when did when did when have those experiences sort of happened to you? Were they younger as well, or does it just go on constantly now? Yeah, it happens now. I mean, it would happen a lot when I was younger. Not as often now, unless I um, sit down and meditate and try to bring it towards me. But um, basically, yeah, it was mostly when I was younger. But still, I have dreams of um, you know spirits and things like that, and they'll give me messages to give to people, and I do. Some people take it, you know, as I'm lying or whatever, but I just relay what, you know, that I'm told. Yeah, yeah, pass on the message. and uh, Yeah, and if people want to accept it, they can. 
And uh, so, do, do you ever um, want to get into that sort of part of life, like um, kind of researching haunted places or spirits? Yeah, I'm into uh, paranormal investigations and things like that. I've always been into that. Um, I've done like I've gone around and I've done photos and um, I've done EVP recordings and things of that nature. That's really cool. Do you, so, do you think you want to do a ghost hunt? Yeah, I would do something like that. I mean, that's, I've always looked uh, for groups to be involved with, but there's a lot of groups, they won't involve themselves with me because of the whole Satanist thing, and they think it's just will bring negativity to their investigations and things like that. So it's kind of hard for me to get, find an organization I can actually work with. Hmm. Well, that's, that. you know, that's just, they're just not uh, researching, that's all. They're just sort of uh, judging you by the cover then, right? So. Yeah, that's all it really is. So, I mean, it, it doesn't really hurt my feelings enough, and I may have to stop my own thing. <laughs> that's just what I do usually. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes you have to. Sometimes that's how it starts. Um, yeah. Because it's not specific to anybody. Nobody has the, uh, you know, the hold on it. Anybody can do it. So um, are, are there any mediums out there that you've seen that you kind of like on TV or? Um, no, there's, there's groups around here and things like that. I, I talked with the members um, through the paranormal groups, but, you know, I haven't really met with anybody. I just, you know, through me and my friends, we'll get together and just do our own, like, little investigations of places and stuff like that. That's the two major, because I don't have the money for all the equipment. So I just use the basic, like, you know, photography, EVP recordings, and things of that nature. Yeah, yeah. It's a pretty expensive feat to do, you know. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, because then you're dealing, because now it's all like technical, you know, real technical. They use um, all these infrared cameras and all that kind of stuff. So it's it's pretty expensive. You know, I want to get this, um, the, what is it, the EMP pump, I think it is, or the EMF pump? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I want to get that pump so I can, um, you know, feed the energy around and see, you know, what kind of results I may get from that. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And and so, and, and let's talk a little bit about, um, now, that, to get not get too deep, but maybe about the um, what you think, as in uh, like the reptilian and and chaos and things like that, kind of your take on All right. God. Okay, my uh, my opinion, and my views on it. Um, okay, so like I said before, I recognize an adversarial deity. So I am a theistic Satanist. So I recognize the first um, reptilian dragon creature, which is named Tiamat. Now. She became who she is because people at that time decided to create mythology to represent energy that is very real. Now, Tiamat represents chaos energy, and it is from this energy that um, created all things. All things come out of chaos. Um, so all things are connected. And since she is a dragon, I believe she is the mother to um, the reptilian race, as she is to all races. So it only makes sense to me to... Um, Align with the reptilian, you know, the reptilian aliens. And so, how do you think about the cryptozoology and things like that? Have you been involved in any of that, or? or oh, yeah, those things have interested me all, all through my life too, because I've always seen um, this is the thing too. I've always seen strange like creatures and things of that nature. I mean, I've seen like weird, um, you know, like sea monster creatures up in the river and um, things like that. So yeah, I've always been interested in that. Um, when I was younger, I seen like a Bigfoot creature, and um, I have I've seen all kinds of weird things that I cannot explain. So yeah, I've been into cryptozoology. Did Did you go to the Dragon Con? No, I don't really go to many places. Um, I have uh, social anxiety, so I kind of keep it to myself. 
I just, you know, I like to walk around the woods by myself and things like that. Yeah. 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 I understand that. So, uh, when it, well, in crypto, so what do you think goes on with, um, in, in cryptozoology and things like, what do you think goes on? Why, um, like Sasquatch, Bigfoot and things like that, why have there never been any proper bodies, bodies and stuff like that? You know, that's a very good question. Um, you know, I believe in these creatures, and I just don't believe that many of them. I mean, in, in the vast wilderness and stuff like that, if something was to die, I don't think you you would um, find it because other creatures and things would eat it or whatever. I mean, there's also other theories too that these creatures can be, you know, from other dimensions also. I mean, I really don't know how it works. I mean, it could be something like a glitch in some kind of system where we see something that's on a parallel universe. So I really don't know for sure. But I know what I've seen. I know what other people have seen, and I believe them. Um, but, yeah, I just don't know exactly why there haven't been any bodies. Or if there have been, maybe they were taking and not talked about Yeah. for whatever reason. Oh, and it's true. It's not like you come across bodies of, of wild animals that have been dead and find them. I really, yeah. Like, I go in the woods where there's, like, deer and things like that, and I've only come across, like, one corpse out of, like, so many that live there. And, um, I mean, you know, that's the whole thing. And there's so many raccoons and chipmunks around. I don't really see many of them, like, sometimes on the side of the road. But, you know, there's so many of them, too. So that's the thing, though. Walking in the wilderness, I don't really see them because the animals are going to eat them and they get spread out. Yeah, yeah, there's something there. And um, so do you think we'll ever find them, ever ever get that caught now that there's so much uh, TV and media and I think eventually they may find one. If they don't find a Bigfoot, they'll find something else. I mean, we're always discovering new creatures every day. I mean, the ocean is a place to look. We need to start investigating the ocean. That's where all the interesting creatures really are, deep down in the abyss. Yeah. Certainly an undiscovered uh, place, isn't it? So much there. and and that. I mean, who knows what's down there? It could be anything. There could be, like, mermaid people or anything like that. We don't know how life evolved down there. It could be intelligent forms of life. Yeah, it could could be anything, you know. It's well. So now, how do people get a hold of you, and how do people contact you? My website, uh, traditionalchurchofsatan.com. dot com, and your books are available now, um, of course. Yeah. Great. Yes, they can get them on Amazon and uh, Barnes and Noble and selected uh, bookstores. I'm working right now on getting them um, put into some more bookstores, but they're available on all major online retailers. Yeah, that's fantastic. So, what's the general feedback? What kind of? What um, kind of... Most of it's positive, and there's some people who don't like it. Um, you know, and it's, it's one of the things I don't really focus too much on the feedback. Is when I write something or whatever, I do it because I feel I have something to say. I don't really think so much of what people are going to say about it. I just want to put it out there into the world and make it a reality. Yeah. You know, I cr- I create it, so I want I'm like a creator. I'm God. I'm going to make these creations, and they become real. So, like, right now, this book was in all of my mind, you know, and everything else. I took it and made it real and manifested it into this reality that we live in. Yeah. Well, do you think that um, when we get cancer, like you talked about, you had cancer, and uh, do, do you think Yeah, that, my father had cancer. And do you think that we create that as well, like the negatives in our life? I mean, I don't know too much about how, you know, sicknesses work and stuff like that. My father was a very positive person. Um, I don't really think that that's what happened to him. He worked around a lot of chemicals and stuff because he worked for the town, and he did a lot of, like, uh, hot topping and stuff like that, and he got cancer. 
I think that may have contributed to it. I think a lot of that kind of things with the chemicals and things that are added into the atmosphere and our water and everything else. Because if you look at it over the years, I mean, cancer rates have gone up and gone up. They keep going up. And I think it's because there's so much more chemicals and processed foods and all that kind of stuff that we're just pumping into our bodies that aren't naturally, you know, we're not supposed to be ingesting them. Yeah. So they cause cells to mutate. Yeah. No, I, I think so, too. I think that, uh, yeah, it's a problem. Yeah, it's a big problem. I mean, that's that's one of the major my major concerns. There's nothing really you can do about it. I mean, I'm aware of it, but, you know, I can't really change that, so... Not much I can do about it. You know, I see the chemtrails every day. I see all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's real. I mean, people are going to deny it, but it's real. Yeah, it almost seems out of control in a way. Yeah, there's, yeah, because there's nothing you can't control. So people rather ignore it. I mean, but that's the whole thing. More people need to be aware of it and accept it, and then try to do something to change it. Because right now, right now, there's so much. Everything is like fake that we eat. It's all fake or processed some way, or just drugs and you know put into it or something. So we're all kind of medicated on something. You know, all these chemicals that don't belong inside of us are in us. And I believe it's also a form of mind control. Because fluoride is used um, as a form of mind control. Hitler did it. And that's all it's in our water supply. So it's, you know, it's one of those things people just got to be aware of. I mean, this is what's going on. There's more and more of us now. And you notice now there's more and more people going crazy and going nuts and shooting people and things like that. I think it's all connected. I think there's some form of mind control involved. Huh. Do you think it's just like a test of, of some sort, just experiment that we are? Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, basically, I do. right now, we've definitely been experimented on. I mean, there's so much drugs and there's so much stuff being injected into us. And, you know, there's a lot of evidence saying that these things aren't even beneficial in any way or whatever. So, yeah, they're, they're using this stuff on us. They're testing it on us, just like you know, scientists would with a rat. It's the same thing. I mean, and supposedly, you know, let's go back to the aliens again. Supposedly, from what I've learned, is um, a lot of the, the gray aliens, especially, uh, have made a deal with governments to, um, you know, to that they can actually use us as test subjects in exchange for technology. And it makes sense if you think about it. All the technology that's been coming, and all the poison that's been coming out at the same time. So if you think about it, both the, both those things are, you know, heightening and heightening, heightening at the same time. So you think governments are involved? I believe so. Yes. I believe they're involved. Um, I had a great uncle who worked for the CIA, and um, I wanted to ask him when I was younger about the aliens, and he told me he couldn't really tell me much about it, but he told me that I was basically right on and I knew what I was talking about. So, I mean, that kind of confirms what I, you know, what I've thought the whole time is what, this is what's going on. So I, I do believe it. I mean, um, I mean, if you look at it, you can probably find evidence to back it up. I believe that, you know, human beings are being tested on right now. It's not good. Yeah, yeah. I I just have to wonder what the end result is. On, on um, I don't I don't think they care about an end result. I mean, if you think about it, scientists with the rats that die, they don't care. They just throw them out. They don't care. This is their thing. It's just resources, and this is kind of, like I said, this is going to recycle and continue, and it's going to go on and on and on. It's not going to stop until whatever they want, you know, and they're done, and they've done researching, and maybe they'll go off again and leave. You know, I think they've done this all before. Yeah, so it's just a it's just a cycle of some sort. Yeah, wow. that's all it is. Yeah. Well, it's kind of depressing. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it's depressing. That's why I tell people, you know, focus on your life, enjoy your life. Don't focus so much on the things around that are negative. 
enjoy the positive things because look, that positive energy really does um, kind of keep some of that stuff away from you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, ultimately, it's, it's to enjoy whatever time you do have in this life to try and make the best of it. Yeah, because, like, you know, I recognize what's possibly going on, and I just say, you know what, screw that. I'm not just going to sit here and be miserable about it and just focus on it all day. I'm going to enjoy my life. I'm here. I'm alive. I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, because it goes quick. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. Well, I have to say thank you very much. I've really enjoyed the talk, and um, I hope we can do it again sometime. Thank you very much for having me. Show's over for now. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Well, good night. This has been a production of the Z-Talk Radio Network. I'll be back. You've been listening to the House of Mystery Radio Show. To find out more about our guests, hosts, or shows, go to www.houseofmystery.com. Show's over for now. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Well, good night. This has been a production of Something Weird Media. I'll be back.